like to welcome everybody back to Talking Softball with Coach B. And, you know, last week we talked about what a great time of year it is and all of the great softball that we're watching and, and all of the uh, exciting moments that we're seeing uh, during the postseason. And by the time this episode airs, the postseason will be over. And I want to congratulate everybody who was able to perform at a high enough level to win a championship. You know, that's always an exciting experience. And, you know, I, was, I feel very fortunate that I've had that experience and it's something that will stick with me forever. But today we're going to change gears a little bit. We're going to talk more about select softball, some of the issues that I'm seeing in the game today that concern me. You know, we talked a lot uh, a couple episodes ago about, you know, player decorum and fan decorum and coach decorum and, and working with umpires and, and, and all of that. But there's a number of issues still out there that I think we have to take time to address and talk about. And I talk to a lot of coaches and a lot of organizational directors about this. And I think we're all faced with it and we're all trying to figure out the best answers. So I'm just going to openly talk about it today, express some ideas. Hopefully it'll create some buzz and interest and maybe we'll get some feedback uh, on the Facebook page. I think that would be great. But one thing, I mean, my season, my, my organizational season started in March with our younger teams playing and then now our older teams are on the field. But I've already had a couple of incidents that I've had to deal with within our organization. I know there's other organizations out there dealing with it about coach decorum, fan decorum, player decorum. Coaches being ejected from games because of their decorum, fans being asked to leave, and players being ejected or creating issues. And I think that we have to understand one thing, and, and one thing is very important in this is we play a game. We play a game. It should never become a situation where we lose emotional control to a point where there's a threat of physical contact or altercations between coaches and players, players and players, fans and fans, any of that, right? We need to be careful about that because it just creates a black eye for our sport and it creates a black eye for youth sports. Second to that, I've already received a number of emails, texts, calls from parents complaining about coaches, complaining about other players on teams, and I just want to tell people, stop. Parents especially. We made a commitment, right? As an organization, we made a commitment to create an opportunity for every player to have a chance to be on a team and play. We have coaches in place that we believe in. Parents, you made a commitment to play for that team for this season. And, you know, I had one in particular situation where, you know, I had a coach call me late at night and say, hey, you're probably going to get a phone call from this parent. You know, I took their daughter out of a game and I said that she was lazy and the parent wasn't happy that 
I called her daughter lazy and, you know, they're, they're really upset about it. And I said, well, was she lazy? She said, yeah, coach, I felt like she wasn't playing very hard and she was playing lazy. I said, well, then I don't have a problem with you identifying that her level of play or her style of play was not at the level where you wanted it as a coach, and she was being lazy, right? Because there's a way to say that and still use the word lazy, and that's okay. It wasn't defaming. It wasn't a derogatory attack on her personally. She was coaching her and telling her that she was playing lazy. And I think that we have to, as parents, understand sometimes I have to do the same thing as a parent. You know, if a child's not cleaning their room or not getting their homework done or not on time all the time, it might be because they're lazy. And we have to tell them not to be lazy. So why is it wrong for a coach to tell a player that they may be lazy? Now, I'm not proactively saying that coaches should name call and be derogatory and explicitive and this and that. No, I'm not saying that. But I do believe that coaches need to be able to coach and they need to point out deficiencies for players to work on and improve. And, and I've just seen it. It's become such a big issue in the last couple of years. I just don't think p parents are letting coaches coach. Right? Now, yes, there have been some situations where coaches' actions were not acceptable and needed to be pointed out. Absolutely. And that needed to change. But there's been a lot of situations where coaches were trying to coach and trying to do what was best for their players and challenge them to be better. And it was just met with this negative response from the player and the parents and everybody was up in arms about it. And why? Coaches need to be able to coach. Coaches need to be able to correct unacceptable behavior and challenge players to be better. No player should ever walk on the field with the mentality that they're the best player they need to be to be successful. Every time you practice, every time you have a workout, it should be every player's goal to get better that day. And it should be every coach's responsibility to coach their players to get better that day. But parents, we have to let that happen because we get to a situation where coaches coach and parents get mad and upset. And the next thing you know, they're taking their daughter and they're moving her to another team. We're going to move to, to team B, right? We were on team A, we're going to move to team B. Well, that happens over and over, and pretty soon they're playing on Team A, Team B, Team C, Team D. Now, I was talking with a buddy of mine earlier, and we were talking about the senior quilts that sometimes players have made for them, and it has all of their uniforms on it that they've worn. Well, some of those quilts, they may have eight to ten different jerseys on them from different organizations because they just hop from team to team because they're looking for a better opportunity. And in a lot of situations, 
they're looking for an easier opportunity because they may have been upset because the coach didn't give their daughter playing time or they were correcting their daughter and trying to coach her to get better and the parents didn't feel like that needed to be done so they just moved them to another team right or worse yet they just formed their own team And that's one of the issues we have in DFW right now is we have so many select softball teams. We have so many teams out there, and a lot of them were just built because there was a a disagreement or a misunderstanding and a team split, and now you had two teams, not just one. And now you have two teams that have a half a roster that are trying to find enough players to fill a roster. I mean, I get notices on social media daily about teams looking to pick up players. And I understand that you're going to pick up one or two players on a weekend when there's a need. I get that. But I see teams on social media every week looking for four or five players, three or four players. If you're looking for that many players, you don't have a team. You don't have a roster that you need to supplement with a couple of pickup kids, you're trying to find enough players to fill a roster so you can play in an event. And that's that's frustrating. And that's where we've gotten to is, you know, we just we team hop and team hop and team hop. And, you know, there's no consistency to that, right? You know, instead of being on a team and watching a team grow through age groups and have success, we keep seeing all these all-star teams because they pick up two players here and two players there and three players there, and they put the team together for that season, and then the next season they do it all over again. Well, that's not how team sports work, right? Coaches need to be able to coach. Coaches need to be able to develop a a, a plan so that they know what they have to do to develop their talent and their skill set for each player as that player grows with that team. At the college level, it's not very often you see a freshman come in and start right away as a freshman. And those that do, they're talented. And that's great. But a lot of times that freshman has to transition and come in because that coach recruited them not to play right away as a freshman, but to come in and develop and grow and maybe be a player for them the sophomore or junior year. And players have to accept that, and mom and dad have to accept that and understand that. But that's why we have the transfer portal now, and that's why we have so many people in the transfer portal now, because they want that immediate gratification, and I think that's the issue. You know, Susie goes to play for Team A, and the expectation at home is Susie's going to go in and she's going to be the star on Team A. But the reality is Susie's not the star on Team A. There's already a player that plays her position that's pretty good. Now, Susie may have to play another position or we're developing Susie because that player in front of her may age out, right? But Susie doesn't like that. And Susie's not willing to put the work in to get better 
and challenge for that spot, and Susie's parents don't like it. So they decide, well, we're going to leave Team A and we're going to go to Team B because Susie can be a star on Team B. But is Team B offering the same opportunity for growth and success over the long haul as Team A? Or did we just jump in there for immediate gratification because we wanted to start and we wanted Susie to not have to be coached and get better? And look at it. I mean, we've already had a number of coaches coaching position changes at the college level, high school level, and and, and a lot of it you're hearing about is coaches just didn't have a good plan for the team. Or were there a couple of apples in that basket that weren't happy and created a problem and got the coach removed from that coaching position. And understand, some coaching changes have to happen. That happens every year, and I get that. But there are some that happen, and you look at it and go, that's interesting. And then you hear, you know, that this player said this, and this player said this, and, you know, I... I I think coaching is becoming tougher and tougher Because coaches aren't being allowed to coach. And coaches aren't being allowed to go out and do what they do to develop because everybody wants it now. Right? And if it doesn't happen, well then, it's just not going to work. That's not good for us. And it's just not a good life lesson. If we look at sports as a tool to to learn life lessons, we have to understand that we're going to learn good lessons and sometimes we're going to learn tough lessons. And those tough lessons are going to make us better. Those tough lessons are the ones that we get through those, we know that we've achieved something and, and accomplished something and can move on. So I think that there's a lot happening. And I brought a lot to the table today. and But my main point is still this. Coaches need to be able to coach. And they need to do it right. They need to do it the right way. But coaches need to be able to coach. And players need to play. Right? And, and when they're challenged to be better, they need to be better. And if they can't do that, then they, they have to explore another option. But... Coaches coach, players play, and moms and dads and families, I'm just asking you to be supportive. Be your daughter's number one fan. You know, we talked about that a couple weeks ago, and I actually saw a really good post on social media and shared it last week about, you know, our kids, they need fans. They need support. And if Susie's struggling with something on the field, then we need to be supportive and do what we need to do to help her develop a plan to get better, right? You know, I had a little girl come in and hit with me the other day, and I asked her how she hit this past weekend, and she started crying, and she was all emotional about it. And I just, it hurt because 
we should never get that emotional about a skill in a game that we're we're crying because we're not having success with it. And we talked for a while, and we did some lesson work, and then we started to hit some front toss. And by the end of her lesson, she was laughing and smiling, and I felt really good because during that 40 minutes, I was able to take her from a wound-up emotional state to feeling good about what she was doing and hopefully have an opportunity to be successful this weekend, right? I hope she does. But, you know, I even talked with her mom about the fact of she just needs some support. She just needs you to be there for her. She'll figure it out. We'll get it figured out. She just needs to know that you love her no matter what. And, and mom and dad, I think that's the key. I know we love our kids, but sometimes we have to let our kids fight through tough situations. And it's not just our job to jump in and bail them out and move to the next team because we think it's a better opportunity. And, and we avoid that tough situation. Sometimes those tough situations are really good growing situations. And if everybody gets through it, it'll be a positive on the backside. So that's my message today. I know I jumped around a little bit from, with some different points in there, but I hope everybody just takes out the fact of coaches need to be able to coach. Players need to play. They don't need to coach. Parents need to be fans. They don't need to coach. Coaches need to coach, players play, and fans provide the most support that you possibly can for both the coaches and the players. Well, that's it for today. I want to thank everyone for listening, and I hope you're enjoying Talking Softball with Coach B. I ask you to subscribe through your local podcast provider. You can also follow us on facebook.com slash softball gives you an opportunity to provide feedback and also provide any questions that you might want us to answer on an upcoming episode. This has been Talking Softball with Coach B, and I want to thank you for listening, and I hope everybody has a great day.